Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of The Gateway brought to you by the Northern Illinois University College of Business where your future is without boundaries and our approach is to. I am joined as always with my incredible co-host Dr. Biagio Palese. Hello Biagio! Ciao a tutti! Welcome, welcome to another great episode. For this episode, The Pathology of Flow. The Gateway welcomes Don Kenobi, a hip-hop artist-songwriter who resides in Cleveland, Ohio. A former college baseball player turned music artist, Don draws influence from seasoned hip-hop acts such as Mac Miller, J. Cole, and Gucci Mane. Don has established a solid international fan base through his Middle Eastern roots while also generating a steady following in the U.S. during his six-year career. Don has worked with the likes of Mick Jenkins, Mark Battles, Sky Daddy, and Sarcastic Sounds, which has evolved his sound through the years. Make sure to check him out on Spotify and all of social media platforms. Don Kenobi, welcome to the Gateway. It's a pleasure to have you today. Yo, thank you for having me, man. So I have have been a fan of yours for a good, you know, month and a half too, thanks to TikTok and thanks to the platform to be able to to spread your sound, your your voice, your your music out there. And the minute I heard it, I I was blown away. I thought it was a unique sound and I want all of our listeners to go check out of that. I will make sure to put your your content into this podcast so they can find you on Spotify, all of that stuff. But whenever I I hear a a new musician, whenever I hear a, a hip hop artist and MC like yourself, I always wonder... How'd you get to where you are? What What's the beginning? What's the story like? I mean, it's it's honestly been a pretty long journey. I've been doing this for about, I would say like eight and a half, nine years. Um, at first, you know, when I started doing this, it was really just a passion of loving hip hop and I wasn't really good at it, but I knew, you know, down the line, like what the sound was going to sound like in my head, but then like it wouldn't translate to the actual music, but I knew if I kept working, put my you know, keep it, you know, putting my craft in, uh, it would eventually get to this point. I feel comfortable now with my sound, my voice and all that stuff. So it's been a lot of trial and error. I think I've released over like 120 some songs, a couple albums, a lot of EPs. So it's just been a long journey. You know, some songs have hit, some haven't, but um, there's no regrets. You know, the whole, the whole process has been awesome. That that is absolutely amazing, and that's why I, I like for at least our podcast. I like reaching out to people like yourselves and and who are interested in a craft, whatever industry it may be. And for you, when you were you were starting out, what what was that that motivating factor, that kind of essence that really kind of got you going to to go from someone who potentially was listening to it and saying, "I actually want to take the step forward and, and try it myself." Honestly, uh, probably like one of my best friends growing up, his name's Weston. He's a dope artist from uh, the Canton area, which I'm from in Ohio. He moved to Nashville now, but he was uh, he was rapping first when we were in high school. So I was doing everything I could in my in my way to help spread his music, um, even try to make beats when I was first starting out, which wasn't the best. But I just like wanted to be part of that hip hop scene. And then I got connected with more and more people uh, throughout that process. Obviously, if you can see right there, Mac Miller was a huge inspiration growing up, uh, just seeing somebody that kind of looks like you comes from the same background and seeing them be successful with it uh, definitely made me confident in being able to pursue it. I knew it was going to take a lot of work, but um, that's just kind of the, the starting process of it. 
Yeah, yeah. So so when I, I talk to, you know, traditional musicians, and I don't mean that in a, in a slight, I mean it as someone who's <laughs> playing guitar and things like yeah. that stuff. For For you, do you does the beat come first for you or, or, or do you have lyrics first and then go find a beat? What, what is that actual process of creating a, a song or some bars actually for you like? Yeah. So, I mean, over all these years, I've had a lot of different processes making music. Like I could be in a room with a bunch of people who are kind of creating where something comes from scratch. It could be something as easy as if I'm taking a walk with uh, my wife or whatever, and you know, four or five bars come in my head. I'll immediately write that down and then I'm going to go find some samples and some beats or just people that have thrown me beats here and there. Um, I do really like working with like a niche amount of producers that kind of cater to my sound and then I have a good, uh, you know, comfortability with them. Mm-hmm. So they're always sending me new stuff. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not opposed to also, also like, you know, meeting new people going into a room and then creating something from scratch, whether we use it or not. To me, it's just like jump shots in the gym. Like it's only going to sharpen your your skill whether you release a song or not. So I've been kind of open to anything, to be honest. Good. I, I like to hear that. Now, as someone who, you know, I, I love I love TikTok and I love social media because it it allows someone like yourself, right, to to kind of come forward. And the the second I saw you when I listened to your stuff, it, I mean, it's polished. It, it's 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 real, right? It, it's there. You are definitely on that level. And now I could put you, I, uh, Don Kenobi, I could put you on stage with anyone else. And I know you could carry it, whether it's Madison Square Garden or it's some small joint. Well, I know you could do that because of the work you've done. But on TikTok, I don't get to see how much work you've put in. It doesn't say, well, he's also been doing this for nearly a decade and no wonder he's good or no wonder he has that sound. Is is that a good thing for you that that you you kind of get to step forward maybe in a different way on a platform as the the more polished self? Or do you kind of wish that people knew how much work it came from uh, and the background? It's like, it's almost a yes and a no. I mean, I feel like I've always told people I'd rather have blown up at 29, 30, 31 years old than blowing up at 19, 20 when I was starting to figure things out when I first started. Because for instance, like for now, I'm starting to gain a lot of traction on TikTok. I've been posting for about two and a half years on there, but really haven't gained any legit following. But legit in the last uh, two and a half weeks, I've gotten almost 2000 of my 2600 followers. So damn, I'm starting to really see things come to fruition. And the cool thing is a lot of these people are thinking, you know, I'm a new artist. But if you actually go back to the discography, you'll see that I've been putting in work in since 2017 on that side of things. If you even go to my SoundCloud, I think I have stuff from 2014, 2015. So like, I do like that aspect that if you like the first song, like I assume you probably saw the How Far To Go track yep. that I just released. Yep. So I'm like, if if you're a fan of that and then you end up going back to my catalog and finding, you know, four or five songs that kind of had that same sound, I feel like I have a better shot, shot of, you know, you becoming a fan instead of just that one song on TikTok that you might like and you might save it and you might not even go stream it. But I think that gives me an advantage of possibly blowing up in this, in this time frame compared to when I wasn't fully ready and my sound wasn't there, like, it's it's a long game i know that so i'm i'm i've kind of been accepting of you know where i've stood the last couple of years i know that eventually when things take off it's only for the better because i'm going to be more seasoned and more polished from a business side music side uh performance side you know all that 
Ras, if I mean, I can jump in the conversation. Well, first of all, Don Kenobi, thank you for joining us. Uh, it's it's always a pleasure to have artists and and people that are creative. For sure. Uh, as an information system professor, I'm always fascinated about technology, and and I think this kind of like this question is touching upon like all this work that you put over years. Uh, how do you feel about like AI and the possibility that now people without putting all the work that you put can, you know, generate beats or generate uh, music? Uh, what, what is your thought on that? Or do you plan on using it and leveraging it to be more productive? I mean, I, I don't plan to use it in the sense of like the music side of things, but I also think it's very productive when it comes to mass posting like i know for mm -hmm. an instance you can use this interview and, and you can throw this into an ai and it'll cut it for yeah. you to like you know 15 different things so like i'm not opposing that side of uh aspects but like i think honestly ai music is going to just be another subgenre of whatever genre that you're interested in you know there's so many genres of rap there might it might not be called ai rap but it's going to mm -hmm. get put into a, a a corner you know eventually where that is going to be a genre <laughs> which I'm fine with. I mean, I don't think, I don't think artists realize that they're not, you're not competing against other artists. You're competing, you know, with fans of attention. And nowadays with all the internet and all these platforms, you, people are at your fingertips. Like I always say, it's, it's harder to blow up than it's harder to blow up now than ever was, but it's also easier to blow up than it was, you know, than 10, 15 years ago when it was hard to get out there. Like there's so much content being pushed out, but I don't think AI um, really will you know make artists obsolete or producers obsolete i think it will help some people i mean i honestly i think it would also draw inspiration as well mm -hmm. yeah all right thank that. Yeah. kind of kind of a long-winded answer but that's no that's no it. no yeah <laughs> it's a tough one honestly because there are like i can see drawbacks and benefit even for people that are creative like you it can mm -hmm. help you like polish it or like finding like a, a line that you cannot come up uh, you know, it's it's creative tool. And as you said, on the business side, this can be really beneficial because it help you manage even on your own and starting, uh, you know, social media and stuff like that. Uh, it's it's useful, but I, I can see also the other side where it's, it's like, damn, am I spending all this time to to write my music? And then they, that tool can do it in, I don't know, in, a, in half of the time or a tenth of the time. And that can be frustrating if, you know, again, yeah, I think I think it would become a problem eventually if it made artists performing obsolete because in the end, end all be all, like people are listening to your music, but the final goal is to be selling concert tickets and, and performing live. And mm -hmm. you obviously can't do that with, with AI and have, as of now, you can't do that with AI and have concerts of people that sound like Drake and AI Drake or whatever, unless you're going to like a club and doing that kind of thing so like i feel like that artist connection with the fans is always going to be there so until that becomes a threat from ai then i feel like it's it's almost an asset for people that want to use it and people that um are just cool with with it letting it be part of the what it is in today's society yeah i i mean i agree i, I think a concert with robots or with a screen playing the music is not the same thing of seeing a human being there but right. for sure yeah yeah well, and then for me, Don Kenobi, it starts coming into the idea of, of the business side of things. So like you said, it's easier to blow up now. And I pre predict and project that you will continue to see an incredible amount of success when it comes to your followers and, and, and the reach you have on those ones. 
as you mentioned, you, you've gotten better as a performer, as, a, as an MC, as, a, as an artist, but then you mentioned uh, as a business person as well. Is that something that you're thinking about when like, okay, I might tomorrow wake up and have 10,000 followers? I mean, in, in this world, that is a real thing overnight. You can have that. Is that something that you think about? Is that something you strategize? Or is it just kind of part of a larger scheme that it's like, well, whether I have my 2,600 followers right now, or it's, you know, 2,600,000 followers, this is where I'm at. How do you, I guess I'm just kind of wondering, how do you even handle that? (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's, I guess it's never, you never know until it happens, but I, I've always put myself into position that I have enough music right now to release into well into next year, maybe even two years from now. Like I have probably 50 to 60 songs that are completely polished, mixed, mastered, could drop on a dime. Um, so I've always put myself in that position where if I did blow up, I wasn't scrambling to make the next song or the next, you know, next thing. So on the business side of things, I've learned in the last, I would say the last year or so that this game is really, it's really 80% business, maybe 20% music. So now I'm, I'm spending, instead of more time in the studio working on music, since I have so much, I'm spending more time shooting content. Like after this interview, I have uh, a meeting with my video guy. We're going to shoot two new songs and two old songs from the past, just so I have more stuff to put on on social media, because I've learned that it's all about volume and turning it as fast as you can when it comes to content and not necessarily music, because like you said, that there's a new song to somebody could be if I dropped it right now, or it's a new song to somebody that I have songs that are three or four years old. It's new to them heard it so like i i've kind of flipped my mindset and i think i've started to see success doing that so if i did say i did blow up and i woke up with fifteen thousand followers i would necessarily wouldn't change anything other than keep pushing that same content and then introducing new things here and there so like what i've been kind of doing is like a for the how far to go song i've been posting four videos of the same song but four different videos and then i'm incorporating the next single that i'm going to drop in, in the next video so every five videos you're getting four of the song that's out and then one of the new one so the next thing that comes down maybe within a month or so when I drop that song it'll have a little bit of familiarity and maybe gaining a little bit of traction beforehand so I'm always trying to think ahead I'm trying to think three to six months ahead at all times so I mean it is it is a it is a thought especially now that things have kind of really taken off in the last like two weeks well Russ when when um when you were asking that question, I was also thinking and uh, as a, a possible side effect of dark side of this. It's like, don't can be say this is a game, and I, you know, I'm starting understanding better uh, how to play. I wonder how much uh, influence like likes on songs have on your music, though. Like, if you see like a specific tune, a specific beat, or some lines get more likes than other song. Like, are you? Like, does it, does it make you think like, maybe I should do something more on this kind of uh, tune or, or does not at all affect your music? It's more about, you know, just uh, what you feel uh, or how, what comes to your mind in that moment? Yeah, I mean, as, uh, from the music side of things, I'm not, I don't really get too high or too low when it comes to people's like uh, approval or disapproval by music. Okay. I, I do post a lot of like ads on Instagram. So I'm always being thrown into people that, aren't necessarily looking for me. So I do get a lot of, you know, hateful comments and stuff, but that's just kind of part of it. You're playing that numbers game. But as far as like, now that I'm learning to analyze, you know, if I shot seven videos of this, how far to go song, I've noticed that two or three of these videos are doing much better, even though it's the same song. So I'm learning like the camera angle, 
um, how okay. I'm putting the text, like the lyrics and how I'm doing that. If I'm uh, adding different kind of filters to it, I'm, I'm kind of picking up on like what works. And then you go into another realm, like with the hashtags. So it's learning that kind of data instead of the actual focusing on the music. Cause as an artist, like, yeah, you're only going to go so far if like you're always, you know, critiquing yourself and then listening to critiques and people's approval, disapproval. So that's what yeah, I'm trying and, to do. And that's also the dark side of social media. There are a lot of people that because you, you know, it's not face-to-face, they're just going to eat just because they want to eat. And, you oh, know, right. and sometimes it's also beneficial because they make comments on your post. So it's, it's more visibility for you, but yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's uh, probably like the stressful stuff and mental health issue can can be related to the fact that you know you get all that much aid and you just try to be to do your career and do your life and uh yeah if if you don't like it just um follow or don't follow you know what i'm saying but absolutely and i it's hard for me to say like i, I would say it's like 90 percent positive 10 percent negative so to sure. me like, it's not it's not weighing down on me at this point but i, I actually got a comment like a couple of days ago and he said i can't wait for you to blow up when you, I can't wait for you to blow up because you're going to start getting hella hate once you do. And it's like, mm-hmm. I can't wait for that part. And I'm like, that always happens though with artists that blow up initially, yeah. they'll get that just like super wave of hate. And if you're able to bounce off of that and turn it into a positive, then I feel like that's where you get your longevity of your career. Like, I don't know if you guys listen to Russ. Uh, yep. the yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, he, he went through a phase where he was getting hated on nonstop, nonstop, the, the media, the press, the little kids on social media and he kind of uh took that with stride like he went through his ups and downs but he came out stronger and i mean now he's he's a lifelong artist like he can do this till he's till he wants to not do it anymore i i'm always Im- impressed by listening to to someone like yourself don kenobi and, and i guess i'm i'm questioning or i'm wondering about the impact on the business side of things within the music so i've been reading recently like some of the the incredibly large acts out there mm-hmm. chain smokers you know some of those ones that maybe have more of the the traditional record labels behind them they have the a and r all that stuff that are tends to dictate some of the creativity in there um utilizing utilizing social media as a way to predict success of a song to try and lower costs or increase profitability so you know you, you'll see a, a band or something like that toss out a 15 second tiktok video if it doesn't blow up that song is dead they don't even do anything with they don't even put it on a damn album anymore and you're like maybe it just didn't hit right but it's still a, a valuable one is is that something that you you are cognizant of or, or have a thought of like you were saying i, I want to i don't really care what that is but at some point you know that has to that has to be thought about i think if someone's dictating what your creativity is right and i personally like i think that's a bummer that you have to do that to you know to see if something blows up before releasing it but i think that also comes with not owning your own music and signing to uh, it you know what i mean so like if you're it depends what you want if if you're somebody that really covets your music and you want to express it how you want to express it and drop when you want to drop and you don't feel like you're going to be a star, but you're going to be able to own your music, make a living, tour, have a fan base and do what you want, then that could be my lane. That's what I, you know, honestly, I prefer compared to somebody telling me when I need to drop something, giving me a budget on what I, what I need to spend to drop this. If it doesn't reach this amount of likes or engagement, then we can't drop it and then keep pushing it, pushing it back. I mean, 
I've dealt with A&Rs and stuff like that. And I've had conversations with labels over the years when I've had, you know, some peaks and ebbs of, uh, of success. And it just, a lot of it, I've never had anything that really appeased me of that conversation. It's beneficial to have that machine behind you for sure. But I think um, in the long run, if you're able to sustain the blows of being an independent artist fully, like you're going to come out happier because you're going to have full control of your, of your business and career. I like to hear that. I think specifically now it is probably one of the better times to be able to stay an independent artist, probably compared to other. I mean, it used to be tech nine was the only one you could think of maybe atmosphere, you know, and then that was it. And they were so lucky. And that was, that was their platform is like, we I'm independent. And now you, you see a lot more of that stuff. Um, As you're, you're thinking about, the next phase and kind of some of those different opportunities that are going to present yourself um, is, is the idea of utilizing TikTok or social media to get interest in a new song, the goal, or is it to just get more people to listen? So let me rephrase that. If you had a new song about to drop, do you want to, have the song not released yet so that people can you can kind of cultivate it a, a fervor for it and then drop the song or is it better to have the song drop so everyone can access it the second they want and then start start going first yeah i mean i, I honestly i don't think there's a wrong answer in that because i've seen both sides be really successful doing it i don't know if you guys um have heard of anise he's a like pop rap singer um my video guy is actually his his video guy as well. And they just got done on a nationwide tour. But he went for like a year and a half just pumping the same song, uh, Sun and Moon, before it even released. And when it did release, it was charting number one in the Philippines. He ended up getting on Jimmy Kimmel. Like, I think if it's good music and you're teasing it for a, a while, and he does this with all his releases, like he's only dropped eight or nine songs and he's fulfilled having two U.S. tours by just doing that. I think you can play that game, but also I think it's beneficial that if you do strike gold and it's your first time having the song out that people can uh, easily stream it right away. Like, so like in my position, I'm not going to be opposed if a song blows up that hasn't came out yet, but if I had a pick, like I would prefer it to be out right now so they right. can go stream it and instantly become a fan because they could check the other stuff out. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, then that gets into more of the streaming type things. Cause there's a lot of, lot of discussion going on now especially with streaming within artists and, and visual artists with actors and writers and all of that stuff but music is is right behind that as far as royalties and and things like that and, and getting credit and pay for for what that stuff is i mean it's, it's always amazing when you you hear how many streams it costs or it takes to get a dollar for someone and and that's even like eminem you know someone who's getting billions of streams a a, a month mm-hmm. um do you do you see a balance coming into that one or is there going to be a time again i'm, I'm planning on you being huge because that's just going to happen we know that uh is there a time that you could see yourself potentially not utilizing those ones or taking yourself off? Or is this uh, kind of a, a commitment you, you have to make and that's just the way of the world and we have to make it better? I mean, I've, I've seen both sides of things. Like um, I've noticed uh, artists now selling, selling albums on the side on their website at a purchase price 
and doing it that way. I've seen artists that, you know, are exclusively just being streamed. And I, I understand in the, in the, in the grand scheme of things that we're probably not being paid fairly, but I don't know what the fair number is at the same time, you know? So like, I'm not, I've never really dug into the numbers to see what the ads and what the company makes and how much it takes to put all this stuff on there. So like, I don't know what the exact number is, but I think there's ways now, um, to, to make a living off your music that isn't even part of being on DSPs. Like uh, the artist La Russell that Russ signed, he does a lot of albums where people pay what they want for the album. You know, so like there's people that will throw you a hundred dollars for an album because they really respect your music and craft and they know they share your vision. So they're throwing you a hundred dollars. I mean, a hundred dollars in streaming is almost like 50,000 streams, 30,000 streams, like in that range. So like, you can do it that way. If you gain a fan base that has, you know, 5,000, even a thousand loyal followers that are throwing you 25, 30, 40 bucks, you know, for an album or project, you can easily make a living. And I could kind of see artists kind of going off the grid of doing the mm. just thing and cultivating their own fan base and making a living off that. Like there's things like discord and all those, uh, those apps that are kind of already doing that that thing right there and there's just some artists that have capitalized off making a, a living off it as well instead of just kind of like a niche community they're selling things on there and people are buying it so it's i think there's there's a lot of growth for that kind of thing too that that's really interesting for for me too do you think that that can translate into the the real world the the concert space the the venues within that stuff because because like you mentioned that's that's the real goal is to have that that real connection that that turns into a real moment shared between you as the artist and the audience do you think that that could translate i mean i think it could i i'm not like a big i'm not real knowledgeable about like the nft space but i know enough where that was like kind of being proposed as you know more than just a concert it's an experience where you're able to like this ticket is more than just a concert ticket where you're mm -hmm. able to like in that realm I, I can see a possibility I don't know if it's feasible in the near future but I think if you think about what music was like 15 years ago to now like it's evolved so much in so many different ways so who's to say 15 years from now that it's going to look anything like what it is now so I mean I feel like there's probably the, the next big thing we probably haven't even discovered yet on what you know what's gonna happen yeah that that's always a, a crazy thought to think about I mean, I, I, just just me growing up like and i'm 20 i'm 27 and uh thinking about like middle school like you you i remember getting cds and then i remember getting the big big ipod to the nano to then it was on your phone like that was all within a small window so like who's to say that so many different things won't change in the next you know 10 years so right right yeah that that'll be really exciting to do it and it and it always will will yeah. change within that stuff so i want to shift gears here real fast and and i know we kind of touched on this a little bit but who who's someone that you and i'm not even talking about musician i'm talking about any type of art form uh what's something that you end up pulling inspiration from or, or even motivation from a lot of times that, that that's a bigger necessity nowadays too I mean, from the music side of things, my my favorite artist is like Mac Miller, uh, J. Cole, Kendrick, uh, nice. Russ. I love I used to love like Chance the Rapper back in the day in high school. Like he was different, like old school Big Sean Wale. Um, so like I was always just a hip hop guy. I never really dived into the other genres. Like I like, you know, Red Hot Chili Peppers, mm -hmm. 
some of those kind of bands, but I never, I was pretty much the hip hop guy growing up. So that's all I really knew. But aside from like other aspirations, like I'm very religious, like I believe in God. And like, I think that he gives me, you know, every lyric that I write isn't really coming from me. It's coming from him. And like, it's some days are, some days are more powerful than others. Some days I'm able to, you know, pray and things will come out that I can't really explain, but it re- it resonates with people and it touches their souls differently. And uh, that's like all power to him because it's not necessarily me. So like, I, I think putting my faith in him has definitely like uh, shaped my, my career as well. Cause like, I really wasn't religious at all. Uh, the first eight and a half years, nine years, like this has kind of just been a new thing the last year and a half um, really just kind of letting go and like submitting to him. And uh, I think it's, paying off honestly well that's it's funny that you you mentioned that because that was one of the things that i noticed specifically about um the 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 songs that that i was hearing from is there was definitely a um i'm going to use the word maturity to them and and not in the way of like you know old white guys being like oh you're not you know you you're you're respectable and you said like no you still had a good flow you still were saying what you needed to say but it definitely had had some thought behind it some consciousness there that was like this is the words you're saying actually mean something and and have an impact on something so it's interesting to hear that 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 that's where you're coming from as an artist within that stuff yeah and i think a lot of it's like just growing up and and you know i got i got married 2 years ago i just had a kid like 3 months ago so like i I've been growing up a lot and then also attaching the faith aspect of it too. like, I think why this music's kind of been sticking the last year is because I really have something to say. Like it's, it's not different than a lot of people, but it's more, it's more impactful. Like it really like pierces the soul compared to like just your standard rap music that I was making. And I think people were fans of it and they liked it, but it really wasn't like resonating and really like touching them. Like, the great artists are able to do so like i i think that the new stuff that i'm making and uh will be dropping this year i'm hopefully we'll be able to finish i finished an album but i'm hoping to get the final touches and everything right and the promo right to be out this year it might be like the first quarter of next year um so like i, I think you're gonna see like a big growth even from what i'm dropping now into the like into next year of like what i've actually been making Don Kenobi, I'm very excited to hear that stuff because because I know some of the things that are coming out that that's what hooked me and that that's what really pushed me to reach out to you and and have you on today. Um, I again, I'm incredibly grateful for your time, and I know that especially with a with a new one and a, and a relatively new wife and all that stuff, I know you got a lot of things to balance on. So um, as as we're wrapping this up, what's a good way for any of our listeners to to find yourself to reach out to you to connect with? you yeah and i i love i love talking to all the fans and if you you know are inspired by this conversation and check out the music and want to reach out please do so all my social media is the same so on tiktok it's don kenobi music instagram don kenobi music twitter i don't use as much don kenobi music um definitely reach out and let's talk it up whether it's music politics religion i don't care like i just love having conversations with people um it's definitely you know i think why we're put here on earth is to just converse with people so if you can find me there and then also on spotify just don kenobi um and then all my other music's on you know spotify apple music soundcloud youtube so that's where you can find me
I appreciate you guys having me on though, man. This is definitely one of my favorite, you know, conversations. It was more uh, in the in the trenches of like the business and the <laughs> actual technicality of things, and not just like, you know, where'd you come from type stuff. So I appreciate that. Hey, that that's awesome. I uh, w- for all of our listeners, when I reached out to Don Kenobi, I was like, we've we've had one other hip hop artist on here, uh, Chandler, and he he's he's going pretty good right now. So we need to send this love over to to Don Kenobi and and keep that going. So again, truly, I'm I'm very very grateful for your time. Thank you, everyone listening. Make sure to check him out on Spotify, Don Kenobi. I will put the link in the bio for this one or in the description of this uh, podcast episode. But Don Kenobi, keep your head up, keep doing what you're doing. I know it's going to pay off in long run yes sir man i appreciate it you guys have a good one you too thank you thank you thank you and thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in to another episode of the gateway brought to you by niu's college of business please make sure to subscribe to the gateway you can find us on spotify apple podcasts or wherever podcasts are found. And if you are so inclined, please feel free to give us those five-star ratings, which help allow us to continue to bring wonderful guests to the gateway. Thank you all for listening. And remember to love always the promise of tomorrow today.